Welcome to PCOS and You, a podcast where we talk about everything related to polycystic ovary syndrome or PCOS. I'm your host Nidhi Singh, founder of PCOS Club India and PCOS Coach. Our conversation today is focused on one of the largest organs of our body that approximately takes uh, 15% of our total body weight, our skin. PCOS can affect our skin in many ways and that we will shortly talk about in detail. Today on our conversation, we are inviting Dr. Aprajita Lamba, a PCOS warrior herself. In her practice, she prioritizes dietary and lifestyle modifications, drawing upon scientific knowledge to specifically address the underlying factors contributing to skin and hair issues associated with PCOS. By adopting this multifaceted approach, she strives to achieve a holistic and effective management of PCOS-related concerns, ultimately promoting enhanced well-being and quality of life. Welcome, Dr. Aprajita. It's so good to have you. Thank you, Nidhi. That was uh, really a warm and elaborate introduction. (laughs) I'm very glad and I'm very excited to be here today to share my own experiences as well as the knowledge that I've gathered over years. And I hope it is really helpful for the listeners. I'm so excited to have this conversation. And just to give a perspective about why I have Dr. Aprajita, is that uh, once I was casually having a meal with her on one of the events uh, back in, uh, you know, I think last year in Gurgaon, and that's when I met her and I really found how logical her explanations were about treating people with PCOS and when she was drawing her life instances about dealing with PCOS herself. That sort of really stayed with me and uh, having real stories and, uh, you know, real instances really help you to connect with a doctor as well. Because in PCOS, we know that you have to keep a relationship and the best team of doctors with you because you don't know when you need them. And of, and of course, um, you know, having somebody who understands you is important. So without further ado, I will directly dive into the questions. Dr. Prajita, could you share your own journey of dealing with PCOS? And as a doctor, what have been a few things you wished you knew earlier? As you mentioned, as a doctor, now I would imagine that things should have been easier But that was not the reality. I started having my symptoms. My only symptom was acne. And it was, let's say, I think seven to eight years back. And PCOS was not a big of a deal at that point. It wasn't researched well. Not a lot of people knew about it. And I was just dealing with this uh, recalcitrant acne, which was so resistant to the regular treatment. And it was affecting my mental health, my self-esteem, everything. And I mean, I, I, it was a very bad situation. <laughs> Even <laughs> now, when I've recovered from it, and I myself uh, guide people and treat people, I still say that I have a love-hate relationship with PCOS. <laughs> and it was really tough back then. At one point, I met a doctor. And she suggested me that I should stop dairy. And it could be something related to, you know, hormonal situation that might be leading to such difficult acne. 
and I stopped dairy. It was 2016, June, I clearly remember. I was going back to my hostel mess in Subdurjan Hospital and I thought about it that it's going to be so tough. I am in a uh, hostel mess and I'm a pure vegetarian. How, how am I going to survive without dairy products? But my skin was in such a bad situation. I was like, whatever it takes, I have to get rid of this. And I just stopped taking dairy products from that very day. The condition definitely improved. But it was uh, until one day that I had really bad cramps. I had to go uh, to the emergency block uh, again in my surgeon hospital and they did an ultrasound and I found out that I had few ovarian cysts and I figured out that it was due to PCOS. It was over a period of two years. So you can imagine how difficult was it few years back to recognize and how difficult it is for you know young girls who are going through this without knowing any cause just dealing with all this all by themselves and Absolutely. this experience of mine was the real motivating factor that i decided to do uh, dermatology and help young girls out there to have a better skin and overall just better mental health that's that's quite a story and coming from a doctor sometimes people uh you know have that perception that she's a doctor she would know everything but i feel at the end of the day you as a doctor you go through your own stresses uh, while you are learning uh, i was so young i was just 16 things are really tough and especially people who are living in hostels or living far away from home uh it's even more difficult for them so uh dr aprajita what are the few things you wished you knew earlier about PCOS, maybe some advice that you see around skin and health issues about PCOS and you know you feel that that's not right and you learned from your experiences and learning obviously as you became a doctor. So uh, the very first thing is that a lot of people have this you know half sort of information half knowledge which is um, even more dangerous than no information at all and they're going to tell you things like uh, why don't you uh, apply crushed neem leaves on your face and I did that and it gave me such a bad bad reaction and then I had really bad cramps dysmenorrhea and uh, I just kept consuming more and more pills and even I, if I would talk about that to any doctor or someone they, they wouldn't care much because they are just looking at my face and not acknowledging that even my dysmenorrhea you know could be related to this so again uh, these things these were a few things I wish you know girls would know that if you are having really bad cramps, if you have really resistant acne and somebody is just giving you information and he's ill-informed, you really do not need to follow that. I think one of my learnings that I knew, I, I wished I knew earlier was that, as you also highlighted, that PCOS is manifesting in different ways and we'll shortly talk about it in our next question, uh, whether it's skin, whether it's your mental health, um and whether it's your weight uh but as you go to each doctor you mm -hmm. might have treatment options 
But the problem is you are somebody who has to sort of understand that and bring up these conversations with your doctor and somebody who practices holistic way of dealing it, like Dr. Aprajita herself. And she mentioned that how we don't necessarily need to see just skin issues. You have to think together. So this is my learning. Uh, and uh, I will honestly also bring this into conversation that many of our community members uh, and just being a girl, you know, you mm-hmm. will you will want like immediate solutions of fixing yeah. your skin and you want to just get rid of it. You know, tomorrow is an important event or my wedding is coming up and we don't care about anything else and we're like, just give me the solution. Yeah. Um, which I believe that can also come with their ill effects. But um, if you are dealing with PCOS and if you're trying to find solutions, uh, girl, you got to have some patients, some patients. <laughs> a lot um, of it i would say if you've got acne you have to start working on your diet you have to cut mm-hmm. down on dairy so your acne will not get away just with a five-day course of some medicine it takes yeah. a lot of effort on your part as well and mm-hmm. it also takes a guide a mentor a doctor who practices holistic health a pcos coach or somebody who can guide you as well so it's like a whole process, not a five-day course you can absolutely, do. Absolutely, absolutely. And being Indian dairy is part of our, it has been part of our lives. But uh, I feel blessed in the, you know, in a way where uh, in this world you have so many options, That's even in true. India. So it's it's a good time to be in. If I compare uh, yeah. my time 10 years yeah. back when I was finding a solution, I used to spend a lot of time making my own coconut milk or mm. almond milk but um we have options so i remember it was in 2016 i left dairy mm-hmm. and it was after three full years i found a tub of you know small tub of vegan ice cream and i tasted mm-hmm. ice cream after three complete years <laughs> and i called my parents and they were also so happy <laughs> that our daughter could taste ice cream Nobody would imagine that these little things matter unless they've gone through the whole traumatizing process themselves. So, mm, absolutely. And I just want to bring in some, uh, um, you know, facts as well that although dairy has, you know, helped a lot of people uh, heal their PCOS and reverse symptoms. Uh, but I feel do work closely with a nutritionist who understands uh, you and can give you a personalized nutrition advice. Um, so getting on to a subject, uh, Dr. Prajita, could you share how does PCOS affect skin? What manifestations that you have seen and what are the underlying you know, issues or reasons uh, that contribute to these manifestations? So PCOS overall uh, is a milieu of symptoms which originate from a common point, the hormonal imbalance. It's basically your body in females is kind of making more of the male hormone, the DHG, the 5 dehydroxy testosterone, and it's showing it its effects. Along with that, there is a tendency of insulin resistance 
and other manifestations which come along as a lifestyle disorder. It's kind of a very wide spectrum when we talk about what causes it. But talking about the manifestations, so on your skin, the most common symptom you will find is lower face, uh, big cystic acne, which will either be persistent, like uh, you started having acne since adolescence, but now you're in your late 20s, mid 30s, and you still have acne. Uh, you should definitely get checked for PCOS. Then second is adult onset acne. You never had acne throughout your teenage years. Your face was clear. But now suddenly in your 30s, you see this big red bump. Then second of all, such acne will have um, premenstrual flare-up. Again, a very uh, obvious sign that it's somehow related to your hormones. Then on your face, if you've got hair growth in a pattern of a male um, male-like pattern, as in moustache and around your chin, your sideburns, and uh, your beard area, if you've got thick hair growth, even on your body, if you see your hair growth is increasing in a male-like pattern, that means there's something abnormal with your hormones. Uh, also with your hair, frontal balding on uh, your front scalp in females is again a sign of hormonal imbalance. These are going to be the main, main signs. Along with this, nowadays I am seeing that a lot of uh, uh, this dark pigmentation behind the neck and knuckle darkening, which is a sign of acanthosis nigricans, which comes along with the insulin resistance and under the spectrum of PCOS symptoms. So these are going to be the main, main signs when you're looking out for any visible symptoms for PCOS. A lot of people who experience these, uh, some of these symptoms, of all of these symptoms, may try to work on some, you know, topical treatments to get rid of yeah. it, uh, especially acanthosis negricans. Uh, people may not know about, you know, maybe it is connected to your PCOS. So uh, it's really important to speak to a doctor or dermatologist who can help you uh, in, in treatment of these uh, conditions. What is your approach of, you know, dealing with these kind of cases? How do you integrate you know, lifestyle modifications and gut health uh, while you uh, bring these treatment options to your patients? So whenever I'm dealing with a patient and I feel that there might be some underlying hormonal imbalance, I always tell them that be prepared. Lifestyle mod modifications is going to be the core of your treatment here. And this is something not for uh, seven days or two weeks or something. This is going to stay with you for the rest of your life. So be ready with that. And it's not very harsh to begin with. We start with very slow steps. Like uh, I would probably try to cut down on skimmed dairy and uh, opt for more fiber because I want to treat the, in the leaky gut, which uh, is very common in these situations. Basically, our body is like in a chronic state of inflammation. And that which leads to leaky gut as well. So gut health becomes really, really important here. And exercise, no matter, you know, how many times we tell ourselves that it's okay, that, uh, you know, we walk enough or something like that, we still need to incorporate daily movements. Even It can be, you know, a little bit of movement, but the consistency becomes really important here. So all this is the core of my treatment when I start dealing with hormonal health patients. 
and then I supplement this with a few topicals, of course, because we want something, you know, to show results as well, because the patients are always worried, like, how is this going to look on my face and like how my head is balding. So topicals always are integrated. Then the another thing that I really like is incorporating supplements with, uh, you know, the treatment part. I Yes, I, I completely agree that, you know, gut health has a lot to do in terms of your skin health. And if living in India and being Indian, uh, even if now I'm living in the US, I always incorporate uh, my Ayurveda practices, which have told uh, us and, you know, that's deep rooted in us and how, you know, these are um, how gut health plays so important role in what your skin looks like. So gut health is a really important aspect while dealing with your PCOS and especially skin issues. Um, we'll shortly talk about more about uh, some of the supplements and hormone therapy, but uh, what are the specific challenges that you uh, face while treating people with skin conditions in PCOS? Any, any stories that you would like to highlight um, and maybe our community can learn from that? So, uh, first thing is, uh, people are slightly, I would say, uh, they want short-term results. They want, you know, quick results, mm. which is a very big challenge when you're dealing with hormonal imbalance. Mm. Definitely. You, you can't see results in a week's time or something. If it was, you know, something, definitely a, a bacterial infection or something, yeah, definitely. I would be able to give that satisfaction to you but now that is not going to happen so this is one challenge and con being consistent even without you know uh, seeing any visible result again disheartens people especially mm -hmm. these are mostly young girls and young women so mm -hmm. they are affected by their skin and you know mental health is also definitely they feel like so bad when they get out or they're like everyone's looking at my face so more Keeping them motivated to be consistent with their lifestyle change, I think, would be my number one challenge while dealing with such um, patients. Other than that, uh, second is that we have a huge vegetarian population in India. So telling them to cut down dairy products becomes, again, a huge deal. And it's huge for them because how will they, uh, you know, take proper amount of protein? tofu and all this is easily available in the bigger cities but tier 2 tier 3 cities you can't think of you know uh, fresh tofu being available every day and mm -hmm. they are very happy with taking protein supplements now that the awareness is increasing and people are comfortable but before that nobody was ready to you know uh, take a scoop out of a box just like a mothers will tell mothers grandmothers ki kya ye dabbe ka khana kha rahe ho so mm. nobody is very happy with that. That uh, becomes, you know, the second challenge, cutting down the dairy and still maintaining the protein diet. And third mm. is, uh, I think, gluten is huge. If you try to tell them, like, you have to stop gluten, I think most probably they're not going to do that unless mm. they are super allergic to it. I mean, they can't consume it. So that's not going to happen. These, I would think, are my main challenges when I'm dealing with. 
I think hormonal. somewhat. I think someone relate being a PCOS coach uh, when we work on diet plans. Um, I think it's a it's a completely mindset shift. Uh, and and also when you present with options, it becomes easier. But I can understand that living in different parts of India, the options that you may have, some people may yeah. be struggling, and that is the sad state. But I hear uh, I hear you, and I do understand. Um, people who may be going through these challenges. So we talked about gut health importance. We talked about certain lifestyle modifications that have helped in your case personally and in your patients. Uh, I want to briefly bring the topic of certain hormone therapy, which is very famous for treating acne, like uh, spironolactone for acne treatment, and which can come with their own side effects. While we're looking at supplementations now in the world of social media, there are a lot of options that are available. So I would like you to share that what are the different cases where you would use these options? And as a general advice to our audience, what would you say to them on picking these options? So uh, the first advice would be that never pick these options by yourself because these have uh, side effects associated with you know usage and you should definitely be under some uh, practitioner's guidance to be using these first thing being said that uh, i opt for spironolactone that you talked about in cases where people are dealing with excessive facial hair you would see that laser hair reduction has recently gained very much uh, popularity and it deserves it. It really uh, gives very good results in a lot of patients. But despite of that, certain set of patients do not get the desired results because their hormonal uh, imbalance is such that they just keep regrowing that hair back. In such patients, I would definitely opt for spironolactone, which works beautifully when used in adjunct to this laser hair reduction method. And there are other supplements. My favorite one, and which is safe even in lactating uh, and pregnant women is myoinositol. Mm -hmm. I mean, I've personally taken it. I use it very frequently with all my uh, clients and they've loved it. Not mm -hmm. only does it help with the skin manifestations, with the hair, it overall improves their mood. And that is such a vibe. I love it when, you know, girls come back to me and they're like, Ma'am, we've been in such a good mood, overall a positive, you know, mindset. And that's something I love about that molecule. It's very safe. And till now, I've used it in multiple patients. I've used it myself. I've not seen uh, any serious side effect. Not only in females. I use that supplement in males as well. And it does, like, a really good job. So that is my second option. The third hormonal uh, treatment, if we talk about, is the combined OCPs. So these oral contraceptive pills, they also work beautifully. But I reserve this treatment for females who are sexually active, but they are on a birth control and they have, you know, simultaneous acne or hair fall or something. So it works as like a single agent has multiple benefits here. You have your birth control, you have your periods on time, you have your acne and hair control. What I don't want is like what I personally don't like is using these OCPs just to regulate cycles 
in uh, you know very young women who are, who are not sexually active or not married and you know like six, 15 16 year olds i really don't like doing that because there's no point even if you go on such pills the, the day you are going to leave it if you're not consistent with your lifestyle if you're not uh, good with your um diet your periods are going to get irregular again so that's mm-hmm. the time i really don't use these i have very particular set of my patients where i would go for a certain supplement or a certain hormonal therapy Mm-hmm. So, so I think uh, you brought very, very good approach here. Where what I can understand is that we may not be your first line of treatment, which we see from experiences of a lot of people uh, dealing uh, or going to their doctors for their treatment. Um, you know, some of them have very set pattern that okay, this is the medication uh, you take it, and you know, maybe there is no follow up after that. uh yeah. i think certain important things that you have to understand is ask your doctor um that how long do you have to take it what is the exit approach uh yeah. anything which is artificial i believe in your body will come with side effects so to take that medication and that is the dire need of the situation and how what can you do to reduce these side effects and of course uh how long will you take these medications so i think as a patient it's our responsibility to get these answers and if you don't get these answers then maybe something's wrong then you have to question it um and yeah, and, I, sure. and and i think inositol has been a game changer for uh personally me most of our community members i think it works in 99% cases we yes. got a very uh fantastic research this year uh, if okay. you're interested uh you know you can also read about it that sure. inositol is uh now effective and safe treatment uh for pcos and it comes from a systematic review of uh more than 26 randomized controlled trials that have been done on more than 1600 patients that oh, shows wonderful. that inositol is a fantastic alternative metformin which we know as uh, you know been given to you know, people with pcos so i think uh, very very uh, interesting uh, and I, i i think that uh, in this world if you have pcos in current scenario in this in in this age then you have lot of options please don't feel definitely you do I mean there's nothing to worry and that's what I tell my patients all the time that please don't be worried it is under control trust me few years back this wasn't researched enough we didn't have anything and it was just a hit and trial but now we have proven studies proven results and things work out but but you have to work on yourself as well absolutely and and I think PCOS gives you a chance to sort of work on your body on your mental health definitely uh, on on various aspects of your body so i think it gives you a chance and to be I, better yeah and i always say that as women uh if you're menstruating regularly it is a sign that you are uh everything's good you know um at least you know your normal hormones are functioning uh it's not an alternative of doing a regular blood check but what i say is that we are lucky as opposed to men because we get to know faster that okay this month something was wrong so i think 
take that opportunity and always listen to what your body says and go to an expert who can you know find out holistic ways uh, to help you because PCOS does not have any 100% cure it can come back maybe if you're trying to get pregnant and if you had PCOS in young age it can in some way also affect your pregnancy so always keep a check on your PCOS i want to talk about certain topical treatments that people can include you know in treating acne blemishes scars keeping in mind lactating and pregnant women uh what are one of your best and you know most favorite ones uh so if you want to talk about topicals my favorites would include retinoids prescription strength retinoids but that's not for pregnant and lactating women if we're talking about pregnant and lactating glycolic acid for pigmentation and for marks would be my t- on the top list uh glycolic acid would be on top of my list and then uh as supplementary molecules i have niacinamide and azelaic acid which are safe for all sets of women pregnant lactating young old any set and uh, these are my top four molecules that i go for but that's just for treating i would say this uh pigmentation and the redness for scars uh i would have to say that you require some procedures i mean that would be wrong on my part to give you an idea that topicals can get rid of the scars because that's not going to happen you lose some part of the tissue mm-hmm. and it has to be regenerated by some sort of invasive or non invasive procedures so it's better to get your acne cleared off as early as possible so that there's minimal scarring and then you can opt for scarring uh, scar removal procedures the overall idea to get the best out of your skin is to get treated as early as possible and do not delay it okay so so we know that if you have acne blemishes scars there are apart from the, of course any medication needed or supplements there are these treatments that can also help you so it's always good to supplement this and ask your doctor of oh, course i mean i as i speak about this pcos is quite expensive to to manage uh, and one of this is a challenge a big big challenge uh, i may want to remove my blemishes or scars and get on a treatment but may not have the resources for it so um my heart goes out for anybody who's listening to this conversation and maybe in some point of time you would want to uh take up these treatments or find resources but in the meantime do whatever don't lose your heart because there are various ways in and and nutrition good nutrition yeah. uh, and it's a, it's it's another subject in itself when we talk about pieces and that's definitely lined up on my podcast but i just want to say don't lose your heart uh given the resources whatever best you can do go ahead and do it and believe in yourself while you're doing it and and i feel as we're nearing this nearing the end of this conversation uh, i want to highlight again that pieces can be quite brutal smashing your self esteem your confidence affecting your daily life whether it's work you know people asking you oh you have a pimple or you know spotting it 
directly as if i don't know that i have a pimple of course i have uh, people commenting on my reels that you got a pimple and i was so moody the day before i was like yeah i'm premenstrual don't you have anything else to look at <laughs> i i am also young and i remember in college you know people would point out what is that what is there on your face it looks so bad i mean i've literally been told so so it yeah. kills you uh, i would also like to say something uh, nowadays uh, even the government hospitals if they have a derma department they have lasers and there are uh, residents who would love to work uh on your scarring and their treatments which are effective so in case you do not have resources it would be lovely and a good idea to pay a visit to any government hospital as well yes it could be difficult but there are definitely people who will be helping out i was in a government setup uh till last year i was completing my post graduation and i worked with a lot of pcos patients and i really had you know a good connection with them that's a great tip thanks for sharing uh, yeah. dr prachita that's great i feel that apart from whatever you do in terms of your skin weight and everything else keep your mental health in check because it is so underrated especially the daily stresses that can also manifest uh in different skin conditions so look at this holistically your gut health your mental health uh life around you whatever stresses that you're dealing with bring it all together and see what you can do about it i really really want to thank you dr prajata for taking time out i really hope that we were of some help to the listeners today and they're able to find help that they require and get better thank you and whoever listen to us keep following uh my channel pcs and you on spotify apple podcast amazon music do not forget to follow pcs club india on instagram youtube dr prajita why don't you share where can people find you oh yeah i have uh, my instagram account dr aces where i share few beauty tips <laughs> about <laughs> skin and hair care and i we also have the intimate project which talks about mental health and we deal with scds and everyday mental health stresses so you can find us there and give us a follow and let us help you thanks for what you do and everybody else uh see you on the next episode until then be strong with that pcos until next time